This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Hi, it's Claire Kimball here, the founder of The Squiz. This week marks six years of putting out The Squiz Today podcast, and I just wanted to say a huge thank you for listening. If you love what we do, and we hope you do, please tell your friends about us. It's all the birthday present we could ever need. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Siobhan Moran-McFarlane. It's Thursday the 22nd of February. In your Squiz Today... A leadership shake-up at Woolworths, Prince William calls for a ceasefire, an AFL player's in hot water, and putting your rice on ice. This is your Squiz today. Siobhan, the clips from Monday night's ABC Four Corners episode on our two biggest supermarkets and their alleged price gouging have been doing the rounds all week. The one I'm sure many people have seen is of Woolworths boss Brad Banducci walking out of the interview. He did later return, but it did get a lot of attention. And yesterday, he made the shock announcement that he's going to retire early. Yes, I think I must have seen that clip at least 20 times this week. It's been everywhere. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) But despite the timing, Woolies is emphatic the program had nothing to do with his departure because they've spent months conducting an international search for his replacement, and that's been named as Amanda Bardwell. Now, Banducci told the crowd at Woolies' half-year results briefing yesterday that he'd announced his intention to retire, not resign, at the end of August after eight years in the job. And speaking of the results, the company posted a $781 million loss, which was largely due to its struggling Kiwi supermarket chain Countdown. But it still saw a 2.5% rise in underlying profits following a 5% increase in food sales and a 0.24% rise in its profit margin, which added $60 million to the bottom line. And Siobhan, the events of the day saw Woolies' share price fall 6.6%. That is a 16-month low for the company. The other thing to mention is that Greens leader Adam Bant is adamant that despite Banducci's retirement, he will still have to attend a Senate inquiry into supermarket prices. Yes, Bant's exact quote was, you can't run and hide, Brad, which is a bit (laughs) aggressive. But whatever happens, when Banducci does step down, reports say he'll get about $24 million worth of Woolies shares, plus about $6.5 million for his final months of service. And for his replacement, reports say Bardwell is expected to earn a base salary of $2.15 million plus bonuses. That's a lot of lettuce, Alice. (laughs) It is. And speaking of pay packets, there was some good news yesterday. The Bureau of Stats revealed that wages rose by 4.2%, which is 0.1% more than the annual rate of inflation. It's the first time in nearly three years that that's happened. And it's also the highest annual jump in salaries in nearly 14 years. The increase was attributed to organisation-wide annual wage and salary reviews and a higher contribution from jobs covered by enterprise agreements in the December quarter. So hopefully that takes the sting out of some checkout prices. Siobhan, the second day of WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange's appeal in a London court has finished overnight. 
Lawyers for the US outlined why they think he should be extradited to face charges over WikiLeaks' release of sensitive government information. They say there were individuals who have subsequently disappeared since the publication and that many lived in war zones or under oppressive regimes. Yeah, but before that, PM Anthony Albanese spoke in Sydney yesterday morning. He said that he was working with Assange's legal team to figure out a way to free the Australian journalist and bring him back to Australia. Now, we've mentioned it before, but Albanese privately spoke with US President Joe Biden about Assange's case during his state visit in October. And yesterday, Albanese said he'd again raised the case at the highest levels in both the US and the UK where Assange is currently being held. As for the hearing in London, it's wrapped up now and the judge's ruling is expected in about a month's time. And there have been so many twists and turns to Julian Assange's case. So Claire and Kate go through it in the News Club podcast this week. News Club is the place to go for conversations about the news. So search for it in your podcast app. A message now from our podcast partner, Sunbeam. With so many unhealthy snacks on offer, it can be hard to find something to keep your kids satisfied and happy. Sunbeam's dried fruit and cheese chilled snacks contain only real fruit and real cheese with no artificial colours or flavours. And they're a great source of calcium. It's a snack you can feel good about giving them while you're on the go. Pick up a pack today in the dairy fridge at your local Woolworths, Coles or independent retailer. Staying in London, Siobhan, Prince William has broken with royal protocol in releasing a statement calling for a ceasefire in Gaza. He says too many have been killed and there's a desperate need for increased humanitarian support for Palestinians. Yes, so the Prince of Wales released that statement on Tuesday before he visited the British Red Cross HQ in London. He jumped on video calls with staff working on the ground in Gaza while he was there, and the Red Cross CEO, Beatrice Butsana Sita, spoke to him. She said that it's civilians who pay the price as the humanitarian situation continues to deteriorate. Now, the reason that statement breaks with protocol is that royals rarely comment on political matters. Mm. But Prince William has taken an interest in the situation in the Middle East after visiting both Israel and Gaza in 2018. And Kensington Palace said that the UK government was briefed about his statement before it was released, so it was all approved. A spokeswoman for the UK PM, Rishi Sunak, later said that the statement was consistent with the government position and they also want to see an end to the fighting in Gaza as soon as possible. The other update is that the UK abstained from voting on a new ceasefire resolution at the UN on Tuesday. The resolution was ultimately vetoed by the US. The Melbourne Demons, which is one of the AFL's biggest clubs, has denied that it has a drug culture after its player, Joel Smith, has been accused of trafficking cocaine. Sport Integrity Australia began investigating Smith last year after he failed a drug test and it's now revealed the more serious allegation of trafficking after it found text messages he'd sent to other players. Melbourne captain Max Gorn says he's certain there's no wider drug problem at the club but that he's not hiding that there are issues and they have to make sure that they get that right. 
And Siobhan, in the NRL states, the big news is that the league has finally overtaken its rival, the AFL, as the number one code in Oz. Rugby League Chief Peter Volandes reckons the league's record revenue announcement of $700 million and total viewership of $171 million in 2023 gives it the edge over the AFL. I'm, of course, an AFL fan, so no comment except that we'll be back, Siobhan. <laughs> I have literally no skin in this game, Alice, so no comment. Siobhan, you were saying that you couldn't believe people didn't know this already. <laughs> I kept quiet, but I am one of the people who didn't know this. Apparently the age-old trick of putting any tech that's accidentally gotten wet in a bag of rice is not the way to go. How, Alice? How have you not dispelled <laughs> this myth in your own mind? Look, it used to be said that putting things in rice would draw out the moisture, but it's been well and truly debunked by Apple's support team now as well. So don't don't take my word for it. They say if you see a liquid detection notification pop up on your phone, do not put it in rice. They say doing so could allow small particles of rice to damage your iPhone. What they suggest instead is gently shaking your phone so that water drops out of the charging point and then leaving it for at least 30 minutes to dry out. Yes, well, the bit that has me stumped is if that doesn't work, they say the next step is to dry your phone with a towel before putting it in an airtight container that's packed with silica packets. Siobhan, who has silica packets lying around? Oh, come on, Alice. (laughs) You don't have cupboards full of those. They're so handy. (laughs) I'm going to be sticking with the rice. (laughs) Squeeze the day, Siobhan. You and Alex have a new Shortcut episode out today. We do, and it's my first one, so I'm very excited. It's all about Alexei Navalny and his death last week. We'll take you through what he meant as a prominent opposition figure to President Vladimir Putin and what his death means for the Russian election in March, as well as for the future of democracy in Russia. You can find that in your Squiz Today feed just after this podcast. And that wraps us up today. We'll speak to you again tomorrow. G'day, Kate Watson here. I'm the host of Weekly Wrap and News Club, a place for conversations about the news. It's budget week, so I'm here to tell you about our News Club episode from last week, where Claire chatted with James Chessel. He's the former managing director of publishing at Nine Entertainment. He was also a staffer earlier in his career, so they have a good chat about how the budget sausage is made. Here's a small snippet. The most important policy or set of policies the government will announce every year. So it's important that it's not um, announced willy-nilly, although mm. they do leak <laughs> a, a, a fair amount of it. Yeah. And there is a famous time when uh, when um, Laurie Oakes, the nine journalist, got his hand on the budget papers b- the day before the budget and was it's able to such print. such an incredible story. Was able to print a lot of it, um, which was, you know, absolutely amazing. Um, <laughs> but the other thing is a lot of what the Treasurer will announce has the ability to move markets, yeah. um, direct impact on on businesses and, and other organisations. So, you know, there does need to be some rigour and uh, confidence that it will be handed, handled in an appropriate, appropriate way. For more on that chat, just search for News Club in your podcast app or follow the link in your episode notes.